This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Julian, together with Joyce and Sheraton. And today, 11th February, marks the International Day for Women and Girls in Science. It's worth taking some time to consider state of affairs for women in STEM-related fields. STEM, of course, stands for Science, Technology, and Engineering, and Mathematics. Now, according to the United Nations, less than 30% of researchers in science and technology are women. And while more girls around the world are attending school, girls remain significantly underrepresented in the STEM subject. Yeah, so given that the jobs of the future will be driven by technology and innovation, it's important to bridge the gender gap in STEM re- gap in STEM-related fields and encourage women's participation in science. So I think to weigh in, we have someone on to talk yep, to us uh, about this. We have on the line Dr. Chai Lei uh, Ching. She's a senior lecturer at uh, the University of Malaysia and the chair of the Young Scientists Network in Malaysia. Dr. Chai, thanks so much for joining us. How would you... Uh, rate the participation of women in science here in Malaysia? I would say that generally, um, being a woman in Malaysia, we are very, very lucky, and particularly in academic field. So when I even talk to my friends from Europe or US, they are actually quite surprised that we have more women in university and in science. And I think the participation is actually quite great. Um, I don't really see a great bias or gender bias over here in Malaysia. Yeah, but that's uh, pretty noteworthy. Would you say that the policies we have in place are effectively allowing women to participate in the science field? I feel like at the moment, uh, we are doing quite well. This in Malaysia, we do have a lot of um, good women scientist icon over here, including like, you know, Dato Asma, like our um, TNC in University of Malaya and so on and so forth. There are a lot of um, women scientists in the field. But the thing is, like, when we look into, like, I'm the chair of the Young Scientist Network, and all these members need to be under 40 years old during the application. So we don't really see a balance in gender over here. What we see is that we probably only have about 35 to 40% of um, successful applicants to be the member. And the reason so is that a lot of women scientists, they take off way later compared to men because the challenges they face when they are younger for women scientists are way more compared to men. So that is the reality. Um, The need to choose between family and career is one thing that they need to juggle between. So one of the policies to look into, is there a way, a policy to actually um, support this type of like, you know, um, family balance, like having more nursery, having more family um, friendly policy in the university? I see. So women tend to face an uphill task early on in their career compared to men, which is where they fall behind. So, um, But what about from an education standpoint, from your observations, are more women and girls studying towards a science career? <laughs> okay. So I think that generally, if we are talking about like in Malaysia, I think a lot of kids nowadays, they don't see science as you know, a job that they would like to choose as their career not just probably women, but it's generally, I think, for all the children over here. I think the general reason is like, I think the public perception, they think that science is not a field that is promising. So therefore, to a lot of family, a lot of parents, they probably think that 
like probably business and other field is a better choice for their kids to ensure that they are financially sustainable and things like that. I remember that there was once like we had this like um, panel of discussion with like you know a group of um, form three students in our university. And we asked the students to ask questions to the very promising professor sitting in front in the panel. And the question that we, ask, we, we get generally are, what is your salary, like, you know, your monthly salary? And how many years does it take to become who you are today? So do you need to put in a lot of effort? And how, what, what is your work-life balance? How many hours do you need to work in the office? And how about promotion? Is it easy to get promotion and even a question on like you know if science is so great in Malaysia why is there no Nobel laureate from Malaysia why is there no science icon from Malaysia they don't see any icon over here that makes science interesting and promising to them Uh, so how can we reverse this declining interest in science I think that probably there is a need for government to actually look into the education policy um, on how to actually encourage students to, 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 to do science, start from very young, like primary school or probably even like, you know, kindergarten, preschool level, rather than start like, you know, from Form 1 or, or, and so. So another, another thing about it is that, you know, um, on the university policy, on encouraging uh, science communication, there's not so much of science communication going around in Malaysia at the moment, probably due to the, the policy where our KPI is mainly based on how many papers we have published in scientific journal, but not so much on the impact of science and research that we do, and not so much on like, you know, how do we um, translate this impact to the society. So probably like, you know, a good policy, government should look into how to promote and encourage this type of communication going around, like from the academic, from the scientists, to the society, and to, also to the industry. So that is one of the major lacking um, over here. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And that was Dr. Ch- Chai Leiching, Senior Lecturer at the University of Malaya and the Chair of the Young Scientists Network, talking to us in conjunction with the International Day of Women and Girls in Science. And Dr. Chai is one of the recipients of the L'Oreal UNESCO Women in Science Award for 2018. Mm-hmm. Through her research, she developed a real-time method to de- detect dangerous bacteria causing foodborne diseases such as salmonella and raw chicken. Yeah, I actually attended the event and I must say that... Um I mean, her research has been impactful. I mean, what she does is it cuts the real time of uh, actually going through the, you know, to detect all these dangerous bacteria in chickens. It actually takes about, I think, three to five days, I think, if you send it to the lab to check. And by that time, it's kind of like too late, really. So she developed this, this um, uh, I guess, this product where they can actually, it's real time. And I guess it's, it makes an impact and it's very effective. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, with regards to uh, what's been uh, spoken about, challenges uh, for women and girls in STEM, uh, this issue of overcoming gender stereotypes such as girls are bad at science and math, overwhelming male environment in labs and institutions, uh, the bro culture, and also there's the juggling uh, career and familial uh, expectations. 
Yeah, so uh, just some stats here, uh, some trivia. Back in 2017, only 47% of students opted for the science stream in school. Uh, this is below the targeted 60-40 uh, ratio of science to arts stream students. I guess the country wants to prepare for the uh, tech revolution uh, that we're seeing. So um, it's coming up to the ATM news. And after that, don't forget uh, to catch the Breakfast Grill where, uh, uh, Sharitz, you'll be speaking to Charles Lim, Chief Commercial Officer of the Equatorial Group on the Breakfast Grill. Yes. Uh, so, the as you know, the Equatorial Group is a uh, private Malaysian family-owned business we, that, where they specialize in hospitality industry. A lot of us are familiar with the Equatorial Hotel in uh, Kuala Lumpur. So now, uh, in the Breakfast Grill, we'll be discussing about their new Equatorial Plaza in the Golden Triangle, Jalan Sultan Ismail, uh, some of the, the expansion plan and also oversupply in the market. That's Charles Lim, Chief Commercial Officer of the Equatorial Group, on coming up on the Breakfast Grill after the 8M News. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.